Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones A pound old gig and a West Ham United More than just a Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season eight. It is episode 21, which means we've been doing this roughly eight or nine years. I don't know. Does that what it means? Probably does. Uh, Good evening, John. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm at home in my loft speaking to you. And there is no Nigel. He's pulled out at the very last minute. Ooh, uh, missus. Uh, and there is no George tonight because uh, he's got another engagement, hasn't he? We're recording on a Tuesday, which is not our normal day. Um, so just me and you, John. Yes, let's try not to do two hours, Sean. No, no, I'm sure. Let's try and make it a half an hour special. Okay, Maybe let's, with let's... a 10-minute contingency going to 40 minutes. Okay. Right, two games to discuss first. We've got a bit to discuss, a little bit of a gender update. We'll discuss the Wolves game, Liverpool game last night, a little gen- bit of an injury gender update. Gender update, did you say? Yeah, yeah. What's a London gen- what's Stadium. A gender update? A, an agenda. Oh, an agenda. agenda. In meetings, okay. agenda update. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, London Mayor, talk about my supporters' board meeting tomorrow, which I'm sure you want to do. Quick Facebook question time. <laughs> there shouldn't be too many because I've only just put it up. Prediction, goodbye. How long can that take, John? Let's go. Let's crack on. Right, Wolves, 3-0. What do you think of it, John? I thought it was pretty awful, Sean. <clears throat> I've lost my ability to watch a good, clean stream these days. So yeah, you did say. I um, struggled to find various <clears throat> things that day. And when I did get them, they didn't last long or they got changed. And the game itself was poor. So I didn't really see much of it, Sean. I gave up on it. Yeah. So well, it's over stream. to you. I had a good stream. Let me start with a stat attack, which tells a story. Wolves were at home, yeah, so they had 55% of possession. West Ham had 45, that means. Wolves had 20 shots. Nine of them were on target. And uh, if it wasn't for Fabianski, who knows what would have happened. West Ham, and this is the big stat, had four shots. How many of them are on target, John? Zero. 
zero a big fat zero um and if i was uh fast enough i would have gone like but i wasn't i could edit that in afterwards but i won't um because that means having to edit yeah exactly <laughs> um people said it was the worst performance i've ever seen now we overreact like that it was a poor e- appearance uh, experience most people expected us to win i don't know why because wolves are doing really well and pushing for europe um i don't know we just we lacked anything um we lacked any desire there was only one player playing on the pitch and that was fabianski who was in bloody goal and when we did our claret and hugh ratings he got an eight and everybody else just got a well no one got um over a five most of them got threes and twos, and a few got ones. And the biggest offenders to me, uh, Hernandez. We know he wanted to leave on transfer deadline day. Didn't get his move. Didn't look like he wanted to be there. Carroll. Looks like he's already in America. House on sale. Doesn't look like he wanted to be there. Um, Obiang. Poor, poor form. Don't even get me started on Masuaku, who is not a left back. Right? I don't know if I feel sorry for the guy or not, but he's not a left back. And just everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Our heads were down. And, you know, it wasn't like luck wasn't going our way. It's just Wolves are a bloody good team. And we were probably played the worst we've played um, all season. And I think did did when did Pellegrini say it can't get any worse than this? Was that at the AFC Wimbledon game or was it at the uh, at the Wolves game? Oh, I don't know, mate. He, you know, a lot of people said that the AFC Wimbledon was the worst performance they'd seen. So mm. I think people were hoping for a result because we the way we are, we we have one really bad performance or two really bad performances, and then. Are a good performance. So. I'll read you out a quote from Pellegrini. We were looking for a reaction after we lost against Wimbledon in the Cup. We couldn't do it. And we have to review all we're doing because something we're doing is bad. No shots on target and we conceded three goals. So it's impossible to play worse. So he did say that. Well, it's impossible to play worse. Well, Nautovic was... I mean, what I did say, Nautovic might as well not have been there either. So, I mean, they should have sold him because... He weren't really there. Well, that, I mean, that, that's a good point. And Altovic scored one. I mean, he, he uh, apparently sort of came over and gave a faint clap to the fans that had travelled away. Uh, he like like a lot of things, right? When when things aren't going in Altovic's way, his head goes down and he loses interest. And that seemed to be one of them. And obviously, got injured, uh, made a big meal of it, and. Um, Rumours going around that he'd broken his foot and was out for the rest of the season. Um, now, I don't want to spoil the injury a bit late, but that's not true. Um, so, yeah. I was surprised he, w- he didn't play last night, to be honest, or on the bench. Really? Yeah, no, I was surprised he wasn't on the bench. Yeah, not quite ready. Not quite ready. So, I don't know what there is to say. I mean, well, I can't think of any to positives to say. Well, apart from Fabianski, Fabianski, thank God for Fabianski, the shining light of the Wolves game. And if that doesn't win him, uh, if he doesn't win Hammer of the Year this year, I'll eat my hat. Cool. 
We'll see. Wouldn't you vote for him as Hammer of the Year? On... I, I think so. I think it's Hammer of the Year, Signing of the Year. Everything. Yeah, Sign of the Year, Hammer of the Year. Um, and, and to think people were moaning about... Um... I mean, Declan Rice is going to push him. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Ain't going to be... And, of course, um, just talk about Wolves for a moment. Wolves, and it's not Wolves podcast, but Wolves go seventh. Yeah. Two points clear of Everton in eighth. Wolves are seventh, just behind Man United. Well, I say just behind 10 points behind Man United because the top six is a big gap. So Wolves are on 35 points, Man United on 45 points, Everton on 33, Watford on 33. Um, Leicester on 31, West Ham on 31 in 11th now, bottom half of the, um, on, on minus seven goal difference, by the way, West Ham, while Leicester and Watford just above us are on, on zero goal difference. So tells the story, John. Was that then though? Is that where we are now? That's where we are now. No, no, no. It's as it stood. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because I'm looking at the BBC website and you're right. And in large brackets over the rock, over the top, it says, as it stood. So, it's a good link to move over to... Let's move on, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, we played uh, Liverpool last night. Were you there, John? I wasn't there, no. You hate your evening games, don't you? I don't mind an evening game, but I just can't stand 8 o'clock Monday night at the um, Solar's Bowl. I find it really yeah. hard to well, motivate myself. It, it didn't take a lot. I, I must. I am guilty of why you weren't there, aren't I? Right, yeah, you found someone who wanted my tickets. I bought, I bought you out. <laughs> I had a friend who uh, works at my uh, company and another one who's coming over for Mortar. They were looking for two tickets. Uh, Liverpool was a complete sellout. Um, George already was at a gig, wasn't he, on, on Monday night? George was at a gig, yes. Yeah, and, uh, and it didn't need a lot of convincing uh, to sell your ticket, really, did it? No, it didn't. By the way, they loved it. Good. They absolutely loved the game. I know you said on the TV it sounded like there was no atmosphere, but when you talk to other George and Mark, his dad, you will they will tell you that it was probably one of the best atmospheres. Yeah, yeah I, spoke to, I actually spoke to Keith today, and he said it Oh, was... Keith, yeah, yeah, because we were on the train home with him, and I said, tell John about the atmosphere. Yeah, he said that was me, plant, atmosphere. by the way. Yeah, well, he did say that the atmosphere was good, but it just it didn't, didn't come across. There was a few bursts of the stuff, but... A lot of periods of time, you could actually hear the players shouting at each other, and it was. Well, you, it's, know, it's, it's one it's of those grounds where you you can't hear all around. But our pocket, we were singing pretty much all of it. I don't I mean, know if it's they don't mic it up or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Well, I but, don't know what it is as well. But but honestly, they sung throughout the whole our little corner in the West End one one three one one four sung pretty much for the whole game, except for when they scored. Interestingly, Liverpool fans only sung for that moment when they scored a goal. And they were quiet for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, we were giving them the normal, we pay your benefits and sign on and sign on, and, you know. All the old favourites. Shame oh, you missed it, John. All of those things that are no longer allowed to be sung, um, Sean, these days. You know, Are I mean, you not allowed to sing those songs? I'm surprised you, you do all these stereotypical I, things. I, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Can I tell you a story? I don't know if I'll get in trouble with it. Go on then. So when I was leaving, I, I bumped into Andy Sheldon, who's the copper <laughs> uh, for, for West Ham, and I, I know him. And I said, uh, any trouble, Andy? He said, no, not really. Everyone's been well behaved. And I said, what? Even with these bin dippers, I said, did they steal any head caps? He said, you're not allowed to stereotype like that anymore, Sean. You know that. 
So yeah, I I apologise. Um, they're not. There are many people in Liverpool that have a job. Uh, I know a few, quite a lot of Liverpool fans. They've all got jobs. Uh, they don't sign. Yeah, on, when you say that, and they're not bin dippers. Most Liverpool fans don't live in Liverpool, do they? Well, that's it. I mean, I did say you only come from. We did see you only you only come from the, around the corner. Live around the corner, probably. Live around the corner. That's yeah. the one. Wish I could have got my words right. Anyway, uh, you watched the match. You saw all the replays, so you probably had a different perspective um, outside the the crowd um, or, or the atmosphere. Tell us what you talk us through the game, John. Well, I we set up well. We started well. We had energy and enthusiasm. It was a complete contrast. It was the typical up for the big game mentality. Big big team mentality, as Pellegrini calls it. Um, we we looked like um, Chicharito had a good opportunity. Slashed it across the face of the goal quite early. Yeah. Um, we seemed to be putting them under pressure. They they were obviously had a lot of the ball, but we were breaking on them. And then we were doing well. And then they got this absolutely ridiculous. It was a really good bit of skill. I don't know if you've seen it, you know, Lalana doing a couple of Cruyff turns one after the other and then Yeah, I, I remember it. I didn't see the replay, so I've not seen the the, the highlights back again. Really? Only what I saw in person. Yeah, well he he obviously fed it through to Milner, who was about a yard and a half offside and it was it was just kind of ridiculous. I was sort of watching it and I just sort of waiting for it not to be a goal, and it was a goal. And I was just, hold on a minute, what's going on? I mean, it was a great finish, don't get me wrong. I and mean, the way he, yeah. he, he sold Diop, Mane's Diop, the cheating little Mane, the way he sold um, Diop and finished was great. But I was just, it was, it was unbelievable, really. So, sort of had that feeling, obviously, I thought at that time we would we would capitulate at this stage, thinking you know mm. that way our form's been. Yeah, I, I thought that could be us. Now we could lose three, four, five. I actually put silly bets on in that uh, four ones and three nils and whatever, mm. just to knowing that I never win anything, hoping that my bets. Well, I do. I had one pound on uh, West Ham to win three nil, um, hundred to one. Right. Well, yeah, I was betting for Liverpool to win. Because no, it, shocking. Try because I know I never win a bet. So, but it was just a terrible decision. And anyway, but then we had a, we sort of didn't fall apart, did we? We kept at them. No, we. It was a real big team effort, and you know, I'll say my bit in a minute. But Antonio Rice, I mean, what Rice was one of the best games I've seen him play. Yeah, Rice was really good. Um, Antonio was good. Anderson was good. I mean, they all played really well. Noble looked a bit off the pace, to be honest with you. But it, it, yeah, deserved his substitution. He did contribute with some good, uh, good. Balls. He should have scored as well. Noble, shouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, if you look at it, the opportunities we had, we could have won that game without even the the cheating linesman and stuff. We could have had the. Well, I don't think I don't think he's cheating. I just think he he. Well, I mean, obviously, inept. I, then. You watch the replays and you sent me the the still shots because the problem when you're watching live is, you know, you don't know whether it's offside or not. You know, it happens yeah, so I fast. Know, yeah. If a linesman can't see it, there's no way you can see it. But obviously those pictures emerge quite quickly afterwards and you'd sent us a, uh, a WhatsApp message saying it was a yard and a half offside. Um, 
But when you look at the replay and when you look at how far he was offside, he just wasn't looking at at Milner, was he? he was, no, he was just, looking at. They're just, um, they're just rubbish, and it, you know, and you take in that Origi's last like in the last minute. Oh, yeah, my I mean that was right there. in front of you, wasn't it? I mean yeah, that that was yeah, yeah. that was so I offside. Could see that well. was offside. Even I could see that was offside. Oh, and you're just like, for God's sake! And then and the end of it all for old what's his name Klopp to come out and start bemoaning what the refs had done and how they performed. Well, do, do laughable, you know, absolutely well, laughable. I, yeah, I I saw that video. Klopp basically said. Um, well, I, I mean, only he could turn in something rather than saying, yeah, we got lucky because uh, it was offside. He went, oh, because the referee was so guilty that it was offside and it was getting at him, he basically gave West Ham the benefit of the doubt for the rest of the game and it affected Tried the game. Tried it up. A load of old no, bollocks. I mean, that, that, that piece of play where Marnie basically um, pushed Fredericks but um, for me, to be fair, he did push Fredericks in the back, and Fredericks probably went Who? over too easy. Did you see that yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Fredericks went over to Mane into his back, and Mane rolled over like he'd been shot. And Fredericks get a yellow card. It was just, yeah, it's just. But you know, for our goal, uh, old. I don't know if you've seen the replays. Yeah, no. Old uh, stepped in front of Cater. N- Noble gives a little yeah, he does. push in the back, doesn't he? He yeah. does. He steps in front <laughs> of Cater. Well done, though, to him. To be fair. Yeah. You know, what a great finish as well. What a great yeah, finish. Yeah, it was an amazing finish. And, he looked uh, injured. He either looked injured before he did it or he... Pulled back. Yeah, it looked like he was holding his back. Yeah, he was he doing the old uh, Gandam style uh, celebration. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. Bit... That was right in front of us as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He came right in, right into the corner to celebrate. So yeah. we were going mental by then. But I mean, it was a great finish. And we did have two or three really good opportunities to... to score you know and we we could have easily won that game with yeah. better finishing but you know all round a complete contrast who was your man of the match i actually think declan rice was man of yeah. the match i mean anderson yeah. anderson was his usual self he's clear yeah. well no not his usual self he sometimes turns up for games and sometimes he doesn't this is one game i watched anderson all the time wasn't even looking at my phone john that's how exciting a match it was <laughs> Anderson was amazing. It was one of those games, you know, when you go to a Monday night game and sometimes you think, oh, Christ, there's nothing happening. And it's just, I've, I've wasted a journey to come out in the cold and the dark. I won't get back to midnight. Last night was not one of those games. It was go, go, go for the whole 90 minutes. It was probably a good game for a neutral to watch, I would imagine, as well. Yeah, but I mean, and Anderson has got it and he's got vision and skill, but he he, he does like to lose the ball and give the ball away and he was yeah. doing a, that quite a lot yesterday yeah but you know when he's when he's on who, it who and he goes right ball? oh uh, um fredericks gave the ball i was trying to yeah, think who, fredericks who... fredericks was a bit but Fred, i mean he had a decent he, he had a good start you know yeah yeah no considering he's come back time. from injury yeah. and do you know what he he came i'll talk about this later he 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 came in very late so he wasn't zabaleta was due to start and i don't know exactly what happened but he was swapped out in the last sort of hour he was drafted in. I don't know whether Zabaleta had a muscle tweak or an illness or whatever, and he, he was pushed to the bench. But Pellegrini made a very, very late change, um, Fredericks for Zabaleta. And I, I, you know, so he, wasn't, he hadn't prepared uh, to be in the team, and he was, a very last, he was going to be on the bench, but it was a very last-minute starting change. Yeah. Oh, but it was, I, it was, I thought... It was um, pleased. It was pleasing to see... It was nervy to some degree, but really they didn't look like they were going to get through. 
and we just worked hard and got what we deserved. Actually, we, yeah. we could, we actually, I think, I know the, the, the actual possession was massively in favour of them, and but from the clear cut chances, I think we actually deserved to win. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to count, as I said last night when I was there, I'm going to count it as a win. Uh, if, if VAR had been there, um, we would have won. Well, would um, Noble's goal would have, would, have, would have got done for that with um, Antonio's I don't think so. goal? I don't think so. I think, I think that would have stood, <laughs> but, but then I'm biased. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was one of the best game night games I've seen at the London Stadium. I, you know, I, I delight those big games where we really try. It didn't. At the end of the day, it felt like a win, even though it wasn't, because we tried our hardest. We could have won it, and I was proud of the boys and. You know, after coming, you know, I expected to go there, as I'm sure you did, and why you sold your ticket. I expected to go there and lose three or four nil. Yeah, well, yeah, league leaders. following on from what um, gone on before. We, you but know, it's, I wrote, no, it's <laughs> so West Ham, though, isn't it? It's just so terrible, yeah. I, I wrote an article. Well, I didn't really write an article for LiverpoolFC.com. They are a journalist approached me from from uh, Liverpool Football Club to write a. Um, opposition article for them and I, I was in Prague I'd just come back I'd just flown out to Prague so I couldn't really do it that well so I got Nigel to write most of it <laughs> I made a few things before it went up in my name so thanks Nigel for being my ghostwriter but I actually said in that <coughs> I'd love my heart says West Ham will win 1-0 my favourite prediction but I said I expect you to go on and comfortably win against West Ham who lost 3-0 against Wolves and 3-1 against AFC Wimbledon I really didn't expect much and it was such a nice from my expectations to what happened it was just a, such the best surprise in the world and you're thinking we can win this I mean the difference was our finishing I mean I know all the pundits and, and all the commentators were saying Liverpool didn't turn up and, and they all want to talk about Liverpool they don't want to talk about how good West Ham was. I mean, Salah, they did look a bit nervous. And I think Pellegrini got it right in his pre-match conference by saying, the pressure is on Liverpool. He's knows he's been there. And do you know what? Last night, we had <laughs> everybody supporting West Ham. You know, Man United fans hate Liverpool. Man City fans don't want Liverpool, obviously, to win last night. Who else hates Liverpool? Well, <laughs> quite a lot of people. I think everybody... Doesn't like Liverpool, do they? It's just well, one most, of those. Yeah, most. It's just it's, they don't want Liverpool. They all yeah, say, they don't want... "I know a Liverpool fan. If they win the league, we never hear the end of it." Yeah, they're just different breeds. I, I predicted them to win the league, as I put in my article, uh, and I would like them to win. But I know I'm in an absolute minority. We asked, by the way, on the train home, who you want if it's not Liverpool, you'd want to win the league, and some shocking answers came out on the train including someone, a West Ham fan saying Spurs, but that West Ham fan who you sit very close to in your seat will remain nameless on this podcast, John. Oh. But there you go. Um, so um, my perception of the game, uh, as I said, I think it was a great atmosphere game. The crowd got behind. I will say the place was bloody full of Liverpool fans. What, in, wearing- the, in our home end? In the home end, I took a picture and tweeted it out of two people at the front. They're wearing half and half scarves and they're taking just video and photographs of the Liverpool team, zooming in on them. So it was a dead giveaway. There was more half and half scarves than I've ever seen before. I mean, they were respectful, right? They weren't jumping up when Liverpool scored or wearing Liverpool shirts, but 
there were hundreds of people wearing uh, half and half scarves, and that shows you how easy it is to get hold of tickets. You know, yeah, you don't it, need it to. Shows you the level of tourism that's. Yeah, we don't. You don't. You don't need any proof that you're a West Ham fan. Anyone can go on a West Ham site and get a reference number and buy a ticket. They don't care what your address is, where you live. There's no test. Are you a West Ham fan? The only tickets that usually are restricted are things like um, Spurs games, where you've got to have ticket history to show you've bought a ticket before. <laughs> but if you bought a ticket last year, then you're still all right, you know. But yeah, it was probably the biggest amount of foreign. Liverpool fans and when we turned up you, you know in our block in 113 there were I, I reckon about 20 or 30 film crews I've never seen so many film crews pitch side by the West End all filming you know in Israeli TV and uh, Middle East TV and everybody was there you know they love Liverpool um, and I did like um, was it you that sent me the Robbie Fowler clip this morning no well someone that sent me a Robbie Fowler clip uh, all about how West Ham didn't deserve to win or the draw and Liverpool were very unlucky. And look at the stats, they tell a story. Well, I'm going to tell you the stats, John. Do you want to have a guess first on what the stats say? Well, I what know. Possession? I think I sent it, I, I think it was like 27% we got, didn't we, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 27% possession for West Ham at home. 73% for Liverpool, that means, obviously. West Ham had 13 shots, two on target, one went in. Uh, and Liverpool had 11 shots, six on target. So again, the Fabianski effect, and he's he doesn't always get all the, um, you know, the praise he, he needs in when we're attacking football. But he did really well again uh, and saved us probably from a loss, I would say, where another goalkeeper, even Adrian, might have let it in. Um but we were we didn't keep the ball, and I kept on shouting, "Come on, keep the ball!" Because Pellegrini's got a saying. Do you know what it is, John? No, what's the saying, John? If they don't have the ball, they can't score. Yeah, makes very sense. wise thing yeah, to say. Makes sense. <laughs> so, um, I just uh, the people that had your ticket, and I turned to them. Their names Shaw and Nigel, and I said to them at twenty-one minutes, I went, "We're old in our own. We look pretty good." wallop they score the goal um <laughs> that's you sure all over in it so liverpool go mad like not like they're we're the crappiest team and i wish saying we lose every week you're nothing special and they go mad like they've won the league and of course a few minutes later in goes the Mikel antonio's right in front of us we go mental that time we didn't hear a peep from the liverpool fans for the rest of the game um but as you've already said I thought Anderson had a terrific game. I, I thought Rice, for me, had one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Antonio played like we know he can. Uh, Frederick showed promise. Fabianski had a great game. Diop had a good game. Um, who else is worth shouting at? Hernandez should have done better. I think, you know, he's a he's the fox in the box and he should have right, put that, right, that he, one away. He did, make a lot of, he did put a lot of effort in. Yeah, but he's there to score goals, John. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if you don't <laughs> score goals, you're, you're no use. You're there as a, you know, you're a fox in the box. You had an opportunity, didn't put it away. So, I mean, Obono um, had one of his best games for a long time. Yeah, I agree. Obono gave a game. I did, I did cringe a little bit when, uh, you know, we're late in the game and we bought on Carroll and then Masuaku. Uh, I did cringe a bit. And, and Obiang. 
And I thought, well, what's going on here? But I think he got the well, tactics right. What, and well, what we got, Sean. You know what I mean? That's yeah, I know. What he's got. Um, and it was a hard watch in that last 10 minutes, wasn't it? Well, I, it probably was from where you were. I mean... You went out and made a cup of tea, probably. I didn't know, but I wouldn't need to go out. You know, I can still see me telly while my kettle. But yeah. basically, um, I I felt we were holding our own. And, you know, I was just waiting for probably the inevitable. You know that the way yeah. things go, that they probably, and when that uh, Origi chance came, I, I did think when he didn't put a flag out, I did think that could have been it. But, yeah. you know... Anyway, onwards and upwards. Let's down. I won a bet uh, with someone at work uh, who is a Liverpool fan, and they said, "Do you want a bet?" And I went, "I'm not stupid. I'm not giving money away." They said, "I'll go on." I said, "All right. I want the draw as well." Now it was only a pound, but that's not the point. It's the bragging rights of going in this morning, winning a bet off a um, a Liverpool fan, and all the Liverpool fans, there's about four in my office, were very meek and very. Uh, you know, in fact, they were saying, I think they fucked up the title. This will be the defining moment when it will be pointed that Liverpool lost the, the well, title. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, Three points tomorrow. Um, yeah, we will. Anyway. Uh- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, let's move on, shall we? So there are two games. Uh, injury update. Um, so we've had a bit of news. About two or three months ago, Pellegrini said something really strange. He said, there are four to five players that may not play again this season. And it was a really strange thing to say. So we knew Lanzini probably wouldn't play this season properly, right? And we'll come to him later. We knew Carlos uh, Sanchez would not play this season. And we knew uh, Yamalenko, Andre Yamalenko would not play this season. So that's only three. 
So who were the other one to two? Well, at the time, I speculated in an article on Clarence Hugh, and I could go, I told you first, um, that those other two players were Jack Wilshire, who was supposed to be coming back really soon, and Winston Reid. And what has broken then last week? Jack Wilshire is unlikely to come back uh, this season. Uh, so that, that <laughs> why we signed him on a three-year deal, who knows? It is, you know, we all saw it coming. But probably the bigger shock, I say it's a bigger shock, he's a forgotten man. Winston Reid, Pellegrini admitted, he's going to come back to light training after his um, knee injury. If you remember, he got um, hurt in that Swansea game last season. Uh, he had knee surgery in July last year. Um, and, and and basically saying he's he's not come back. Now, the guy's 30, and I think he's got another... He's, he's, he's got another four years on his contract, actually. Four years? He is, yeah. Yeah, I looked it up on Transfer Market. I just don't see how he's going to get back in the team anyway. I mean, we've moved on. I mean, I'm not being unkind. We've moved on from Winston Reid, haven't we? Well, he's not going to be a starter, is he? I mean, well, he's got to be behind Bonner at the moment, I think. Diop and Bobrena, when they were up and running together, they're, the, they're our yeah. centre-back pairing, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, Bonner's not won his place. He's he done well last night, but previously yeah. he's been bloody awful, especially at yeah. Wimbledon. Yeah. So so good news about Lanzini. Uh, we all know he's back in training, uh, started full team training. Um, It's going to take him a while, and the big challenge to me is while he's almost definitely going to be fit by the end of the season where is he going to be slotted right in you know does he get a play straight away where where do you this is a question to you john where do we play lanzini assuming he's fit in like three or four weeks he's match fit well he's gonna if we continue to play two up front it'll be one of them surely yeah yeah i think so uh silver big news on silver heard it only i think i told you earlier uh, but our new striker that we bought for 1.8 million uh, has got a longish-term injury problem. He was he was supposed to be on the bench last night, um, but he's got they've they've uh, identified a hernia problem, and it looks like he's going to need an operation. He's un, he's likely to be out for the rest of the season if he has a a hernia op. Marco Anatovic, um has not got a broken foot. He's not out for the rest of the season, as some people were saying. He's got a bruised foot. Um, if you were cynical, you could say he was rested against Liverpool uh, and not risked because they thought we would lose. Um, but I'm told he will be back for Palace, which is this weekend, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Marco back for Palace. Jo- oh, joy. Oh, joy. Um Babwana's making good progress, so I think Babwana. it's it's about time he came back because I don't think, and we've said this on the podcast before, Diop is as good without with Obana next to him rather than Babwana. I agree. Um, and finally, Zabaleta. Now, I'm interested in why Zabaleta um, was pulled off last, or not pulled off, but he didn't start. Um, and I don't know if it's just his age sort of catching up with him and he can't play as many games or, or whether he had a real knock. And I guess we won't know until we we face Palace. Um, but 
I, I don't think Federicks did himself any harm last night, did he, against Liverpool? No, I don't think so either. Um, I mean, he, there so, was a few things, but I mean, I don't, don't know. don't know if he uh, can make it. We'll see. You've got to give him a yeah. run, I think. Especially now yeah. we, we are looking like we're going to be safe, aren't we? You might as well give him a run. They'd yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's injury news. Uh, London Stadium, because I know it's your favourite subject. Yeah, it is, and it's well gone half hour. So let's uh, fly through yeah, these we're really fly interesting through. London Stadium. So the big news is, and do you Ooh. know what? This, this happened on the 21st of January. Newham Recorder picked it up. Nigel sent me the clip while I was in Prague. No one else picked this up. It's not been in the Nationals. It's not been run on KUMB. It's not been run anywhere. And I ran it over the weekend because I thought, this is a big deal. The London Stadium 185, that is the French company that operates and runs it, highly criticised by the FA for the Burnley game. They, 12, 13 million pound turnover, made 5 million gross profit every year for the last two years. They have sold their shares in London Stadium 185, Vinci have, to the mayor. Well, LS or, or E20 who owns the stadium, which is owned by London Development Agency, LLDC. There's something very fishy about it. How much did they, they sell them for? Sean? Well, it's got to be, you work it out, there are 21 years left and it makes £5 million a year. It's got to be £100 million, isn't it? 20 I've years freedom left. information. How many? 21 years. It was a 25-year contract with 21 years left. Four years have gone already. Okay, so that's... Oh. Well, you don't know what it's sold for. And I've done a freedom of information, so we might know. But this does simplify it. And actually, I think it's part of, if you see, last November, um, out of court settlement, we got the extra capacity, we pay more money. Now we've got, they've bought out the stadium operator. They've they've also released, they're doing a renegotiating the deal with UK Athletics. They want to reduce their window and make it a fixed date so they can do more events. And probably there will be some more stringent things for the UK athletics. I wouldn't be surprised if they talked to Delaware North catering and renegotiate that deal. And last night, Liverpool supporter, London Mayor Sadiq Khan was in the director's box with Karen Brady and David Gold and David Sullivan watching the West Ham game. He's refused every other invite to watch West Ham Liverpool since the stadium opened. I don't even think he's been to watch a West Ham game since he is the ultimate owner of the London Stadium. I don't think he was there. He was there cosying up with his little blanket. And so uh, you missed him as well last night, John. That's gutted. gutted. Now, a little bit of an exclusive before we move on. I'm told, and I haven't even written this on Clarence Hugh, but I'm about to. So I thought London Stadium 185 being bought by LLDC would mean that West Ham would still would be taking over stewarding very shortly because what does what does LLDC know about running stewards? I'm told that's not the case and they're likely to run it in-house and recruit their own staff. It could end in tears, John, yet. They well, don't know yeah, what they're yeah. doing. You don't know what's going on, do you? They, they well, I don't what, know. I, what, I asked some, a senior source very close to the club. Yeah, but they the mayor, the mayor is basically strengthening his hand, isn't he? He's, he is. He's strengthening uh, his How hand. much taxpayers' money has he paid to buy out? Oh, um, who knows? Well, we don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Um, tomorrow, I'm with your favourite friends. I'm with Karen Brady at the Supporters Board. So I'm sure a lot of interesting things will come out of that. Uh, the Supporters Board has been in the papers, the Guardian in particular, for all the wrong reasons. But we're not going to talk about that. And we're going to move on. Uh, was that the guy who was the leader of it? or 
No, no. So one of the guys... Member. He resigned. Well, the guys is a member, was it... Nick. I mean, it has been a bit misreported, I will say. Yeah, but is Nick... he, was he a general board member or was he someone general board ahead member. of one of the subcommittees? Or... No, he, he was a representative for away fans. He, was, he runs a uh, Facebook group called Crossed Hammers. Really decent guy. I sat next to him at the last meeting. He had a Facebook group, which, which he was the admin. Certain things were said, which someone complained about to kick it out that said it was homophobic, one picture, another one was anti-Semitic. Um, so things that people may on the group consider football banter that now it's other people no would say, no, they're, they're, they're racist and they're anti-Semitic, etc. Yeah. Um, he didn't do them himself, by the way. He's just, he just founded the group. So is, there so, is there someone else going to be joining the board? Yep. There is, yeah. So his replacement will will join us tomorrow night. I can't remember the person's name. Um, but I, I think it's a shame that we get to this point. Nick did the honourable thing by resigning. But I, I just think I, it comes to something when The Guardian are reporting about a bloody supporters' ball. Yeah, I know. That is a bit extreme. I mean, it's a bit, so I've got to watch what I say mate. now. Because yeah, if absolutely. I see anything on here... Um, yeah, you can you know, end up... Yeah, if yeah. I say something about women's well, football, you, I like women's football. Yeah, yeah. Can you then please get us some real ales in our area and some tellies? It's on. Do you bar. know what? So here's the big tellies thing Tellies by the bar, Sean. Right, right. Showing do you know what? I put that in. It's in the report, John. Um, I uh, We're meeting Delaware North tomorrow. At, uh, at uh, We're in the uh, coffee shop in the London Stadium. And Delaware North is coming along. And the, and the big focus tomorrow is about catering and drinks. So I will give you feedback uh, next week on that. So it's time uh, for this, if I was ready with this. Yes, it's Facebook Twitter question time. And the good thing is, because I put it up late, only about 30 minutes ago, there's only about five questions. John will be glad to know. Darren Kitchen says, nice to become reacquainted with 2015 Cresswell. Fort Fredericks was exceptional too. Great podcast chaps. Excellent listen on the commute. Mm. I think we've said that already, didn't we? Cresswell, we didn't mention Cresswell, but Cresswell had a good game as well, didn't he? Sorry, say that. Sorry, I was reading the uh, yeah. reading. Presswell had a good game as well, didn't he? He did. Yes, I'm just reading uh, what you um, put on Twitter. <laughs> you generated out a world of chaos. I'll do Twitter. Right, what? Go on. What on, on Twitter? I'll do Twitter. You carry on. All right. Yeah. Um, Simon Pope, evening, gentlemen. Well, that was a turn up for the books. I had us down for a one-four loss, but to be fair. If it wasn't for Stevie Wonder Lino, we would have won. We were by far the better team. Once we get all our injured players back, I think next season we'll be a top seven side. Don't know about that. We're not consistent enough, in my view. Players are no players. We get our um, players back, but we we get so yeah. many injuries that we. Richard Dodds from Down Under. Uh, good morning from the other side of the world, or morning. Kia Aura. <laughs> So, did Sean meet Maid Marion? The tension is unbearable. No, I haven't made Ma- Maid Marion. Um, she's never come up to me. You haven't made int- Marion. Maid, yeah. No. The Welsh lady who listens to our podcast. <laughs> Dear Lord. Go on, carry on. Uh, to the Liverpool game. Um, what do you believe? Um, 
what do you believe the Dark Lord clock was saying to the mass <laughs> Messiah Pellegrini at the end? They they were, it, were having a moan. He was having a moan about what had gone on. You could see him because he went chasing was, after the rest. He was as well. lifting up two fingers and he was saying, "Yeah, um, that's twice you've put you two offside. offside goals with me." Because he had offside goals against. I had a Malik. tweet this morning and I put up that and I said he was either saying, um, uh, "That's twice." That was you were two yards offside. Uh, you're you're going to finish second in the league. Um, you drop two points, or or what it actually was, yeah. or what <laughs> yeah, it actually or something was, else. was that yeah. that's twice now because against yeah. Malaga with Dortmund, yeah. he's also got. Yeah, I did like I did like Pellegrini's um, comments. Anyway, uh, who was the bigger legend, for want of better words, Mark Noble or Julian Dix? Your choice, John. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Julian Dix for me. Yeah, yeah, Julian Dix for me. Sorry, Nopes, Sorry, if you're Nopes. listening. Uh, Lewis Ehrentrout, see, uh, they can turn up when they want to. Do you think that linesman deliberately missed the offside because the fans were giving him grief about his shit haircut? <laughs> did you see that? He did have a he shit did haircut. haircut. Yeah, I did say that last night. Yeah. Now on to Palace, Bashui to bag one. Yeah, I bet. Uh, you bet. Let's... Uh, Let's hope it's not one step forward and two steps back. Yeah, if it's written in the stars, isn't it? We're going to probably um, lose against Palace to a Bashui hat-trick. Well, I don't know about a Bashui hat-trick. He's been atrocious, but you know, it isn't likely, is it, that we go yeah. down fresh or anything, is it? Nick Harvey, Wolves. Nothing to say apart from pathetic. Liverpool, great performance. Nice to see the level of commitment. And Pellegrini got the tactics spot on. Need that next level desire each and every week. I think Baroness should offer top season season tickets so we can just come along for the ga- <laughs> so we can just come along for the games. We know the team will turn up. Top six season tickets is what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and leave the rest of the tourists. London Stadium. The fact Vinci are now out of the equation can only be positive. Another outsourcing failure for the public sector. Will they ever learn? Do wonder how much it's cost the public purse to buy Vinci out of their agreement. Be interesting to see how well E20 do, but hopefully the club will get more control over the match day um, operations. I don't think that's going to happen is what I heard. Transfer window was predictable, non-event, and we're going to have a big job in the summer offloading the likes of Hernandez, Masuaku, Obiang, Oxford, Perez, who all must go if you want to improve the squad. I think that goes without saying. Uh, injuries, it's the West Ham way. How many changes of medical staff have we had in the last five years? Yet overall, we're no better at managing players' fitness. There is something to be said about that, John. Yeah, there is. Our injury is, is ridiculous, our injury list. And finally, Nick Harvey says, it's a long one. Wilshire, will we ever learn? This was entirely predictable and yet another waste of millions of pounds on an injury-prone player. Hard to argue with any of that, Nick. Two left. One three because one's just come in. Um, Ed Hughes says, Why can't we play with that intensity like every week? What is the difference? Brilliant performance last night. Rice and Antonio, this is sorry, Aaron um, James Chick. Brilliant performance last night. Rice and Antonio were outstanding, as were all the team. Also, it, there is a change of ownership at the stadium, which will mean better stewarding outside the ground. It took an hour and 20 minutes to get in the stadium to the station last night. 
with ha- uh, fans hemmed in for 10 minutes or so at different points on the route back. Rant over. Come on, you irons. And Probably finally, yeah. and this might come into why you, you're, you're saying it's gone mad on Twitter, Tom Wayne says Liverpool win, and he's got crying faces. Did I put Liverpool win on my thing? On Twitter, you put podcasting tonight about the Liverpool win. But we'll also discuss the latest injuries, the change of ownership of the London Stadium operator, send in your questions, statements of facts, or shout-outs as soon as possible. My WHUFC, which is Nigel. Yeah. Did we beat Liverpool then? Yeah, well, I count it. And the reason is, because the offside goal, I told everybody I'm counting it as a, a win. Or so you, there you go. Did you do it on purposely then, Sean? Did you? Yeah, I did, actually. I did. Uh, controversial me. Yeah, you are. You're just. I'm on the me. controversial supporters, uh, official supporters board, so I might as well be controversial. Gwent Hammers says games like yesterday make travelling from South Wales every week a lot easier. Yeah. Any agreed. news on what the summer transfer budget will be? Is it largely Arnie dependent? <sighs> yes. I don't think there's going to be a lot of money. From what I hear, um, we, we've got, and then people go, oh, I'm grown when I say this. We've got FFP problems, which means we've got to offload people off the books from a wages point of view before we can bring people in. Yeah, so but what, we obviously will be doing that. There's lots of So we need to offload leave. wages on. Uh, there won't be another 100 million. There won't be, no. But I think why we not? will lose, because they won't. We can't why, why afford not? that. They didn't invest for about four years, surely. They we're not invested. Invest. So look, we're in a club. Let's be honest. We're in a club. A lot of clubs don't invest anymore. The owners won't be putting any more of their yeah, own well, not money many, in. Not many clubs did what they did to us and promised us everything. So they have to keep investing. Otherwise, it'll all come back to them it's again. It's not getting an argument or it'll be here 20 minutes. Well, it'll all come back at them again. The grief they got will come back at them again. We won't be spending 100 million. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, Move on. But I would imagine that Pellegrini's got a whole long list of players he wants out. So they will all be gone. I'd think so as well. I'll tell you one thing, and I don't know whether this is right or wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I hear that he doesn't like Luca Perez at all. He thinks he's not a footballer. He's just a poacher. He doesn't put enough effort into training. And there's a real strange relationship between well, well then, Luca Perez well, and well, Manuel Perez. Lucas Perez, they, they bought him for like four and a half mil or something, didn't they? So they're happy to let him go. Four million. But yeah. it's, it's Chicharito, the likes of him... Um, <laughs> they're going to struggle to get rid of. Well, Rear Betis was supposed to take uh, Luca Perez off the books for three and a half million and change their mind at the end. Um, uh, Valencia wanted um, Chikorito and put in a bid for seven million. We wanted 10 million. We'd probably meet him in the middle. But again, they changed their mind and went for another striker in the end. Well, there you go. They were sort of saying, well, what's wrong with them? Why are you offering them out? Anyway. Anything left on Twitter? Uh, yeah, Leroy T T K Sane or Sane? No, Leroy T K Sane. Who can't be Sane? He's probably a West Ham fan. Uh, really tight in our part of the table. What's your end of season prediction? One more big win versus the big six. Hope we aren't the team Huddersfield finally beat. Any new sponsorships to generate more revenue, Sean? Um. I don't know of any more sponsorships. I think it's next year our Betway one is up. I wouldn't be surprised at some point with all this stadium stuff if they give the football sponsorship for the stadium naming rights to West Ham to sell uh, for a cut and, and that's tied in with a shirt sponsorship. I w- that wouldn't surprise me at all. 
Um, but no, I don't know of any sponsorship deals at the moment in the offing. But I'm just looking at the table in reference to that. We've gone down to 12th from 32, haven't we? Um, and Watford, one win could put us back on eighth because Watford are on 34. Uh, it's tight. You know I mean? It's but, tight. I, I, I don't think we can catch Wolves. I think Wolves are a better team than us, but I think we can, we can be better than Watford, Everton, Bournemouth, Leicester, all above us at the moment. Mate, I'd, I'd honestly be happy to get the safety eighth. and another season out of the way. Yeah, I will go for the time. It's sad, but yeah, I don't think we get seventh. So eighth or ninth, I'll go for next. Finally, El Diablo replying to more than just a podcast. What Liverpool win? So another one. Yeah, but we. I I keep on saying I refer the honourable gentleman to the question, the answer I gave some time ago, which is if you don't count the offside goal, we won last night. So therefore, we won. I'm not counting the offside goal because it was from a biased lino with a dodgy haircut. You can't say, but you told me off you saying he was cheating. Now he's biased. You can't say these things, Sean. And, you know, you can act that like... That might get me chucked off the supporters board. You're right. You, you, you can say that you don't count it, but it did count and you're just being stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, predictions, John. Um, we do quite well, don't we, against Palace? I think. We do historically. Um, Let the Eagles soar. I'm going to say we're, I'm going to say we're going to win two one. Bash the right score for them, and uh, we'll have two goals from Anderson's. Ooh, I will go for a cheeky one 0 win because that's what I like going for. Uh, onwards and upwards. Um, and that's it from us. Hopefully we're back next Monday, normal Full time, ends. normal place, with a few more people. Maybe Georgia will be back. Maybe Nigel will be back. Um, but it's goodbye from me, Sean. Goodbye. It's goodbye from John. It's goodbye from me, yes. Have a good evening. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.